Production. Recorded live. Welcome, NFL fans, to NFL Week 7 Talk. I'm Uncle Junior. I'm your host. Uh, we had some real good NFL action on last week. Just want to take a little time to talk about a little bit of action that went on last week, and then I'll start taking a few calls, have the, the guests on to speak. Uh, last week, we had a surprise victory uh, on Thursday night with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, we also uh, had a couple of victories uh, uh, with, with Houston. Houston had a, had, a, had a pretty good victory in Jacksonville. And Detroit pulled out the first victory of the season uh, by beating their rivals, uh, Chicago, in overtime. Uh, we also had Carolina pull out an amazing victory in Seattle. First time winning it ever in Seattle. Uh, Carolina and Seattle always played close games, always had real good battles, and uh, they came out on top. And we also had a surprise victory by the Steelers. Uh, Michael Vick, uh, he was hurt in the game, pulled his hamstring, was out, was replaced by Landry. And uh, Landry came in through a couple of touchdown passes and and Pittsburgh beat Arizona. Uh, Pittsburgh is doing very well now uh, without Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, well, I'm not going to say very well. Let me rephrase that and say Pittsburgh is doing better than expected uh, without Big Ben. And on Monday night, uh, we had Philadelphia Eagles uh, and the New York Giants uh, played a tough game in the beginning, and then Philadelphia just pulled away uh, from the Giants. But overall, we had some close games. We had some good, good games. Uh, we had some uh, games that could have went either way. And uh, I, I just want to speak on a lot of people saying that Denver is one of the worst undefeated teams in the league. Um, and Peyton Manning is not the Peyton Manning of all. Uh, Peyton Manning is a legend. And, of course, after several years of playing and and a neck injury, uh, Peyton Manning is not the same guy from the Colts that we remember that would light up the scoreboard. But he's managing the game. And he's uh, still showing a quarterback IQ. So I've got to respect Peyton Manning for uh, transitioning into a game manager and not a chance taker and game winner. He's doing a, a a real good job in Denver. Uh, even though we do see the end for Peyton, Peyton Manning, uh, he's hanging in there. He's doing a good job. He's winning. Uh, whether you win ugly or you win nice, a win is a win. And also I want to speak on Kansas City. Kansas City is really having a very hard time. Uh, lost his starting running back in Charles. Uh, starting quarterback, Alex Smith, is, is not performing up to par. And Kansas City is really hanging on by thread. 
I, I think with a few changes, uh, Kansas City can be a contender. Kansas City uh, has a good defense and a well coached. But Smith, he's, I don't think Alex Smith is the quarterback for Kansas City. Also, uh, Charles. Charles was a big part of the, the football team, big part of the offense. But Kansas City has, has a few running backs, I think, that can replace uh, that offense. Uh, so with that being said, I am going to open the line, and I want to welcome Bradley to the call. How are you doing today, Bradley? Uh, very, very upset. Um, you know, I, um, I, can, I, I can't really tell you how, how way I'm feeling right now because it's a shock to me, but I'm hoping that week seven is a lot better. Okay, Bradley. And the reason why you're, Bradley's upset is because of the Thursday night game. Bradley, Atlanta was 5-0 and and was traveling to New Orleans. And Atlanta was a favorite, uh, but New Orleans always played Atlanta tough. And uh, Atlanta went in, and things were real competitive in the beginning, and then New Orleans took over from a lot of mistakes from the Falcons. Uh, just give me a basic breakdown of what do you think went wrong for the Falcons? Basically, okay, you've got a team that's coming out of, coming out one and four. They lost the best tight end to Seattle. And um, my, my main thing about it is, is that, you know, I just don't understand it with the the, the the procedures that you came in against them, knowing that okay, you five and zero, oh, you've always split the season with them. Only time that you have really swept the New Orleans Saints was two years ago, where you went thirteen, where you where where you went unanimous the uh, uh, season. But my main thing about it is is that you went in there. Matt Ryan had three turnovers. Two of the turnovers that Matt Ryan has, you do not bring a, a linebacker in by the name of Chester trying to go on Jordan, and you know Jordan is one of the top defensive linemen in the league. And to tell you to break it all down, I was one of the most upset Falcon fans that I could ever be Thursday night because you coming in 5-0, and and you let a one and five team become two. You let a one and five team become two and five, two and four. And it really does not. You can't sit here and tell me anything that's going to be that's going to soothe my mind about it, because Tevin Coleman is one of the best running backs that I've seen. But you know, Devontae is great, awesome beast. But Tevin Coleman, you know how to hold the football. You were holding the football like a paper bag. And um, nobody was blocking. All miscues were not all cues were missed. Mistakes were made. And I just, I don't, I really just don't know 
what happened. You know, I'm not like you know, I'm not gonna let it be the last. I'm not gonna be upset because the Thursday night and it's over with. But I just don't think that you just you went to New Orleans playing with New Orleans, and one thing that you do not do, you do not go to New Orleans and playing with Rex Ryan because if you go to New Orleans playing with Rex Ryan, he will beat you standing still. Okay, now a couple of turn, a couple of major turnovers in a football game. Atlanta seemed to move the football very well, but. Every time Atlanta got into the red zone, it seemed like they would make key mistakes, key turnovers, uh, bad calls. Uh, and everybody thought that was a thing of the past uh, since Atlanta has a new coach. Uh, do you think that this will be a, a, a situation that will continue for the Falcons? Or do you think the new coaching staff and the team can correct the mistakes and move on. Well, I'm going to look at I'm going to look at it like I told you earlier. I'm going to look at it like this right here. You got a 60 minute game. You've got 30 minutes one side of the field, and you've got 30 minutes the other side of the field. And my thing about it is, if Atlanta is going to come out and play Douglas in the first half and come back and try to finish in the second half, it's not going to go the way we expected. And my thing about it is, is that the stupid plays that Kyle Shanahan is preparing, and um, if, if Matt Ryan cannot get up under the center to grab the ball, I'm watching these games from first quarter to fourth quarter. And I'm looking at every miscue that Matt Ryan is making. I'm looking at this this Sunday, they were double teaming Julio Jones. Now everybody knows that Julio Jones is number two in the league, the top the two top he's number two top wide receiver in the league. Everybody's gonna double team him. That gives a door open for Roddy White. It gives a door open for Hankerson. But the thing about it is if you can't throw the ball to him or you don't have an offensive line that will block for you to throw the ball, you don't can't you can't throw it to him. You got a running back that just come back from a rib injury. He, this is his second game back, and I know good doggone well that doggone Dan Quinn got the coaches, the, the running back coaches are showing them still how to hold the ball. I've been coaching football for nine years, and every time that I work with my kids trying to coach football, I explain to them, hold this football like it's the last dollar in your pocket. And if you can hold that football in your hand like it's the last dollar bill in your pocket, you will never lose it. And I tell you that right now. Matt Ryan did not hold that ball in his hand. Devin Coleman, when we got down to the red zone, did not hold that ball in his hand. And those three doggone situations right there gave the Saints the momentum saying, okay, as long as the Falcons are making miscues, we're going to attack those miscues and we're going to win off of them. Okay. And they did. Yeah, they, they, they definitely took advantage uh, of the mistakes that the Falcons made. Uh, the Saints uh, seemed like they played a, a lot more inspiration at home. They looked like a totally different team uh, that played uh, down in the dome from the previous week. Uh, 
I still think Atlanta is the better football team. But mm-hmm. I, I, but I, I, I really, I just, I, I just think that was just their night. Uh, but if the Falcons could cut back on those mistakes, we could have had a totally different ball game. But that's why the game is played. The game is played. But you, you gotta, you gotta look. You got to look at it like this right here. There are most robberies besides the Carolina Panthers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. New Orleans, New New Orleans, approximately is about I could say eight hours or nine eight hours from us south, and we always get people. We always get New uh, Louisiana fans that come and come into Georgia. And they try to cut us down each and every day. I've got a friend of mine that I've been knowing for thirty something years, Coach Witt in Little League football. He's a he's a New Orleans Saints fan, and he rides my tail about it every single day. But the thing about it is, is that we always tend to every every year in the NFC South, we will play New Orleans twice. We will play Tampa Bay twice. And we will play Carolina twice. So the way it should go, even though we're going to play them twice, they already know what we bring into the table, and they already know what, and we already know what they're bringing to the table. So if we don't beat them the first time, that means we got a chance to beat them the second time. But I don't feel that it should be that way. I feel that we should go in and blow them out the first time, give them the same medicine the second time, and be ready for somebody the next week after that. That's, that's just how it, that's the way I've seen it to be, and it has not been that way ever since 2013 that we've done that. Okay. Okay, Bradley, I want to ask you this. I want to ask you a pick for, for this week. Week seven, we have Atlanta traveling to Nashville to play the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are playing without a starting rookie quarterback. And there'll be he's being replaced by a backup that's somewhat of a veteran. Atlanta's coming off this loss to New Orleans. Atlanta's favorite in this game by four and a half points. Give me your take on this game coming up this week. Well, I'm gonna tell you like this and I'm gonna put it to you this as short as I can get it. We're a half point behind the Carolina Panthers for the division. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons on this because we 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 understand what we needed to do. We made we made counter mistakes last week. With a lot of miscues that we did on last week. We we we've been working hard on them this week. And um I think I'm sorry that Mariota went down with the spring ACL. Hopefully I'm praying that he pulls through and be ready. Mendenberger, I've heard a lot about him, but I just don't know that too much about him and how he is. I heard that he is a quarterback that will punish you. So if Brian Cox can get that defensive line together, we've picked up we we've picked up Philip Wheeler. So um, I looked at some stuff today on Dan Quinn talking about what kind of type of guy that they're going to use Philip Wheeler for, and. I just think that if we come in to play hard in Tennessee, my old, my, my old partner, my old, a guy that I've always watched a lot from the Falcons is over there, Mr. Harry Douglas. Uh-huh, Harry Douglas. So, 
and I feel like I feel like this is the type of year that he's going to have. You know, he doesn't have a lot of guys that with him, and we also have another key player that's from Tennessee Titans is Mr. Levitra, and I think that he's going to play hard against his you know against his old team. So you know, it's going to be a flip flop heads or tails on which way Levitra is going to try to play hard against his old team. And Harry Douglas is going to try to have a whole bunch of catches against his old team. So the way I'm going, I'm going to take, you know, I got to take him. Troy doesn't, you know, I got to take a man because I'm a diehard fan and I roll with the ATL rise up. And and I tell you like this right here, I'm going with my Atlanta Falcons over the Tennessee Titans. Okay, I'm agree with you on that. I think Atlanta will bounce better uh, from last week and will beat beat the Titans, and I also think they're going to beat them by seven or better. Uh, okay, moving on to Thursday night, Bradley. Uh, we have Seattle playing the 49ers uh, Thursday night. Seattle is going to San Francisco. Um, I'm going to start off saying this. Uh, Seattle is looking bad. Seattle defense is not the Seattle defense that we – no, for the last two years, uh, Russell was getting pressured and sat. Uh, Lynch is not breaking off those seven, eight, ten, twelve yard runs. The offensive line is horrible, but they're playing a Forty Niners team that's not doing well themselves. Cabernet uh, is struggling. The defense plays sporadic. Uh, they did put together a win last week. Uh, they played uh, pretty good football against Baltimore, but Baltimore is, is in a down season. Uh, I want to ask you, uh, Bradley, who would you take and why on this Thursday night game between Seattle and the 49ers? Well, I'm, I'm really wanting to go – I really want to go with um, – it, it's a toss-up question on that. Um, I'm, I, I, I want to say the 49ers because Kaepernick, they, they, they got hyped up from winning, coming back, you know, defeating uh, the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, Kaepernick was throwing the ball, and he was real good. And, um, you know, they showed a little, little brightness in their team and everything. And I really, 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 I tell you what, Jimmy Graham is doing his thing over there when, when Russell Wilson is throwing the ball to him. But without Dan Quinn and the, and, the, and the new defensive coordinator that they have over at Seattle, they're not, that, they're not you know, they're not going to last. They're not going to last. And Richard Sherman – He's going to be arguing with Chancellor because they, you know, come last Sunday, you know, uh, Olson, Greg Olson came right down between the middle of mm-hmm. Chancellor and Sherman, and Sherman stood still and never did move. And what he got upset was because he thought that he was supposed to take the cover, you know, deep cover, you know, deep cover. But that was not what he supposed to do. Chandler supposed to stood over and take deep coverage because he's the deepest. He's a free safety. 
Chandler is a, uh, Chandler is a uh, free safety. Sherman is a corner. So if he he has to take deep third, and Chandler and Chandler's got to take deep 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 fifth. So what I'm saying is is that Chandler has got to get on the ball of being of covering. He's got to know who to cover. He's got to know when to cover. Sherman's got to quit playing around, fussing and arguing all the time. Get in his position and play his position as well as he know how to play it. I'm not going to go with Seattle this week because I want to see what Kaepernick can do. Can Kaepernick rebound and come back and win, win his second game and you know become you know successful this game as well as he came last week and try to turn everything around? And I, I you know, I'm not necessarily going to you know I'm. I'm going to go with them anyway because I just really hated the way Seattle played last week. All right, brother, I understand. I'm going with Seattle about that. I think Seattle is going to go in, going to hit San Francisco in the mouth. Uh, I think Seattle is is only a touchdown from each game of, of basically being undefeated. Uh, they got to correct the mistakes. They, the offensive line got got to play better. And they got to finish the game better. Uh, I think Seattle is going to go in and put a lot of pressure on Kaepernick, going to set the run down and make them throw the football. And he's not that good when it comes to throwing the football. Uh, so I'm going to go with Seattle, and, and I think Seattle will win by seven to ten plus points on Thursday night. Now, Bradley, let's move on to uh, another game that's, that's very interesting uh, that I wanted to talk about. And uh, this game is, I mean, I'm not going to say it's, well, it's a rival game. Uh, but this game can go either way. I'm talking about Oakland and San Diego. You have Oakland going to San Diego. And just like Atlanta and New Orleans, Oakland's seem to get up for the Chargers. No matter what Oakland record appear to be at the present time, they always play the Chargers tough. Uh, Chargers are favored by four points this, this game, and they are playing at home, but the Chargers have suffered two back-to-back losses. So do you think the Chargers can rebound and beat Oakland yeah. at home? My thing is that I'm going to go with the Chargers because they're at home. Uh, Philip Rivers knows uh, Philip Rivers is at home. And uh, I think during this whole week, uh, preparing for Sunday's game, he is going to go out, you know, he's, he's going out every day at practice and uh, trying to um, put everything in place for them being at home. And, I, and I'm going with them to uh, – I'm going with them to beat, beat Oakland this weekend. You know, I'm going with San Diego as well. But I, but I still think Oakland is going to play, this, play them tough and this game is going to go down to the wire. Whoever has the ball – on the last one or two drives of the game, I think will come out victorious. Both defenses, whoever has the ball on the last one or two drives, I think are going to come out victorious in this game. Whoever uh, 
possess that last possession, I think it's going to pull it out with a field goal or a touchdown. Do you think you're going to call me back on Sunday and get a call from me and tell me that you made the wrong pick? I I don't know. I might. I might not. This is going. This is going to be a tough. This is going to be a tough game. Uh, they they play each other tough. This is pretty entertaining. It's going to be a high scoring contest. Um, you know, Oakland. Both defenses are very sporadic. I can almost say weak, but I think San Diego has just a little bit better defense. But Oakland. Uh, you know, the secondary play pretty good football. But I'm thinking uh, San Diego is going to pull us off. Uh, okay, let's move on to uh, the next contest. Uh, we're talking about two teams that hate each other. And they're meeting on, on Sunday. And that is the New York Jets the New England Patriots. <laughs> yes, the Patriots are favored by nine points, and the Jets is traveling to New England. And I need, do I need to say more? Only thing I want to hear, Brad, you is your, your, your breakdown. I want to hear your breakdown on this, Brad. My thing about this is I'm not a, I'm not a, um, I'm not a New England Patriot fan. And uh, I definitely want to. I definitely want to see Todd Bowles go into New Orleans, New England, with all armor. Uh, and I really want to see New England lose this week, because the thing about it is, I can go in there, and and if I ain't hearing my cousin-in-law in the room not saying nothing when New England <laughs> is losing, <laughs> I feel better because. When New England won the Super Bowl last year, Seattle was down on the five-yard, about the four or the five-yard line, and Seattle was winning. You could not even hear a pin drop in his bedroom. I'm going to tell you this now. He was not saying anything, but I grant you this not. When they got that, when New England got that interception, everything, every shingle, every part of this house was loud. He was like, all right, yeah, Brady's the number one quarterback in the league, Tom Brady. And to really sit there and see him lose against Todd Bowles would be the best Sunday that I could ever relax on and just sit there and say, okay, they finally won. And I, I'm, and I'm, I'm telling you, this man is dressed to the T with New England He's a New England Patriot. He knows everything about Tom Brady and all that stuff. So I want to see Todd Bowles go in there and win against the New England Patriots. I can't stand Bill Belichick. I ain't never. Hey, I'm gonna tell you this right now. I never liked Bill Belichick when he worked with um, when he worked with uh, Bill Parcells with the New York Giants, and and I don't like him now. So. <laughs> I, that's one. That's that's one thing. That's one thing I can tell you now is that I love to see Todd Bowles go in and get that win against New England Patriots this Sunday. Okay, um, I'm going with the Jets on this one as well. I think the Jets Jets has has the running game and the offensive line uh, to control the football. They have a couple of receivers um, that that can really catch. And also on the defensive end, 
They had Rivas out and uh, Kamardi. Nice defensive line. Uh, keep pressure and stop the New England run, the little run that they do have. And I really do think the Jets are playing pretty good football. Um, I think it's, it's I think it's going to be a back and forth contest until after half. And I think the Jets are really going to play some sound football and pull this off. Now we we got to watch out for the New England tricks. They're playing in New England. The headset might go off. The ball might be a little light. Uh, anything might be a tuck rule call. But but I do think that the Jets can go to New England and win. Uh, they have all they have all the tools to compete with that New England team. Now, if you watch New England uh, last week against the Colts, the defense is really sketchy. The defense is, uh, I'll say, bend but don't break type of defense. Uh, they give up a lot of yards. Uh, mm-hmm. they, the defense depends on the offense mm-hmm. to really keep things going. But uh, I, I think the Jets can, can can really pull us off. Okay, Bradley, I, and we're going to move on to the next game. I know this game is is a game of interest to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to mention mention the team, and I know from there your eyes is going to open, and you're going to have a lot of information to give us on this. Philly is coming to Carolina on Sunday night. Uh, Carolina coming off the impressive victory. Philly coming off an impressive Monday night victory against the Giants. Carolina's favored about two and a half points. Cam is being talked about for the NFL MVP. Give me your take on this game on Sunday night. That ain't no game. Can't uh, Philly coming to Philly coming to Carolina? Philly coming to Carolina. Ain't no way. Philly, I'm trying. I'm trying to tell you, Chip Kelly's team is not stronger. Not they're not they're not strong enough. With Carolina, Luke Kinkley, Thomas Davis, Norman, Cam Newton, Stewart. Mm-mm. No, I'm. I'm definitely. I don't. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be crazy and say I'm gonna take Chip Kelly on this. No. I can't stand them doggone Tigers up there in Carolina, but I tell you, it's going to be a beatdown. Because what I thought was, I thought I thought Carolina was playing Indianapolis. No, sir. They're playing Indianapolis on Monday night of next week. They are playing uh, Philadelphia on Sunday okay. night. Okay. Well, that means no. No. Carolina is going to beat Philly because Bradford is no Bradford is nowhere near Cam Newton. Chip Kelly does not have the defense that Carolina has. And Thomas Davis, if he gets to you, you're in trouble. <laughs> so 
Hey, no need to ask for your pick. You told me. You think Carolina is going to run Philadelphia out the stadium? That's a that's a, that's that's a pick you shouldn't even ask me because you already know what that pick will be coming from me. And I tell you, I I, I, I see it before it already happens because you take you look at it like this now. You take a pocket passer and a running passer. Cam Newton can beat you in the air, and he can beat you on the ground. If you ain't hitting Cam Newton or you ain't sacking Cam Newton, you ain't beating the Carolina Panthers. That's it. Inside inside the 10, inside the 15, the 10, or the 5, no. Cam Newton is going to run the ball. Cam Newton is six. I think 6'4", 250 pounds, no way. No way. So 6'6", 250 pounds, Bradford is <laughs> Brad, Bradford is 6'1", uh, 6'1", six, 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 200. No. 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 <laughs> no way, no how. <laughs> That's a question oh. I that's a question I think you should have kept to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I think this game is going to be competitive and can go either way. Um, you serious? You serious? I really, I really do. Let me tell you why, brother. Let me explain to you why. Carolina is known to have letdowns after a big win. They're known to have letdowns after a big win. And they're really riding high to see how it went. On paper, Carolina should win. On paper. Now, my pick is the Carolina Panthers. But on paper, Carolina is supposed to win this game. But Philly has a couple of running backs, and you might not agree with me, but the defense of Philadelphia is a very good defense. They're very good. They got a very good defense. Philly got a very good defense. They have a nice defensive okay. line and defensive back. They can put pressure okay. on the quarterback, and they will create turnovers. Now, this is not a walk in the park. No, Carolina. it's not. No, it's not. But I'm going to tell you this. The only way that Philly gonna have a, Chip Kelly is going to have a good team, if Carolina get the flu and DeMarco Murray can have over 100 yard rush, because I guarantee you, I guarantee, I guarantee you, I guarantee you not. I guarantee you not, and I'm telling you straight from the real. A pocket passer cannot beat a passer that runs. I'm telling you that now. And if Thomas Davis get his hands on you, it's a wrap. Luke Kinkley is all over the field. And I'm going to tell you. It's, I, I, that's, that, I'm, I wouldn't, I'd, I'd have asked you, I wish you would not have asked me this question because even though I'm on the air and I'm being recorded, this game is a no-way win for the Panthers, and, and I second the motion that I don't care. If I had fifty, if I had $300, $200, I bet you, I will bet you that the Panthers will win because <laughs> <laughs> it, ain't no, it ain't no way with that. Now, if I look at it Sunday – and Philly and, and Philly wins. <laughs> I want you to call me, and if I answer the phone, I'm gonna laugh the whole conversation because I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> hey, somebody, now, 
it, like I said, on paper, Bradley, it, you got to pick the Carolina Panthers. It's like every week with New England. Everybody thinks New England's going to go undefeated every year. That they're going to they're beat everybody. So when you go, when you pick against New England, everybody thinks you're delusional or you're crazy. Uh, and the, and with this matchup, you know, on paper, everybody's Carolina. Carolina beat Seattle. Carolina undefeated. Luke Kingley, Cam Newton, Josh Norman. But Philadelphia has the formula to beat Carolina because of the short passing, because of the running game, and mainly because of the defense. Well, I'm going to ask you this question. I'm going to ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Yes, let's, sir. Let's, let's, let's get off football for just one second. You thinking that it's going to be a good game between Philly and North Carolina. If you turn it on ESPN right now, do you think the, heat, the Miami Heat going to beat the Washington Wizards? <laughs> <laughs> Not a good comparison. Not a good comparison. But in basketball, anybody can beat anybody, depending on which night. Because in basketball, they take, they take games off. You, you know, you, you got 70, 80 plus games. So they take games off. Football, you can't take a game off. So you, you get better competition each game. So on this game, I'm taking Carolina, but I'm telling you, brother, this will be a good game. It will not be a blowout. This will be a good game. Okay, now okay. moving on. Moving on. Okay. All right. Move, we're going to move on. We're going to move on to the Lonely Cowboys and the Lonely Giants. Oh. The Giants. Yes, Lonely Cowboys and Lonely Giants. Now, the Giants, just got blowed out by Philly. Of course, the Cowboys is without Tony Romo. There's Bryant. There's Bryant. He started back practice on. Uh, he started back practice this week. Also, they they got the veteran tight end back on the other side of Hardy. Um, there's Bryant. Probably won't play this week. Um, probably evaluate him in the LC. Also. They're starting a new quarterback. With Eli playing like he's at the end of his career and the Giants' defense giving up chunks of yards and big plays, tell me who you have in the football game between the Giants and the Cowboys. Well, Well, today I did some studying on ESPN. I did a lot of studying on the Giants, and I did a lot of studying on Dallas, okay? To my knowledge, Des Bryant will not be playing because he has, he, he's still going back, he's still doing rehab, so he's not going to be out there to play. You've got a quarterback that's coming, that, that left, that was once was at New England, and now he's at Dallas, Matt Castle. Yes, sir. He is he is a quarterback that is good. He is a quarterback can read the defense. He can read the coverages. Tom Kaufman is at the edge of his line. Tom Kaufman, I don't really see Tom Kaufman still being a head coach at the end of this 2015 football career. 
And um, I, there's no way that Pierre Paul will be coming back because he's supposed to flew in yesterday. He supposed to flew in this morning to talk to the medical doctors to get some type of thing for his finger and for his hand so he can play. That's not going to happen. He did not arrive in uh, New York this 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 morning. So he um, there's no estimate. There's no ETA time that he will be in New York to discuss when will he play. They don't know if he'll be back week seven. They don't know if he'll be back week eight or week week or up to week thirteen. They don't even know when he will be back. But I am going to go. I'm, I'm you know I really want to go with Dallas on this because Hardy is back, McLean is back, um, and and I really want to know how uh, Matt Castle is going to play Sunday, and. Uh, and, and can can he go out and do a great performance to win? But Tom Coughlin, like I said, Tom Coughlin is about ready. He wants to sign that. He wants to sign that retirement sheet, saying that he's done. He's done the best that he can do with the Giants because uh, you know they don't have a defensive coordinator. They can work them out. The defense is not good. Um, Odell Beckham has got a hamstring, and uh, Cruz has not come back. And um, I think it's just—I think it's time for Tom Kaufman to uh, go ahead and sign that, go ahead and sign that piece of paper for retirement, and let them bring and let them uh, and let them bring in a coach that's really going to turn the Giants around. But I don't think that they're going to be strong enough to win against Dallas on Sunday. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, and I'm going with the Cowboys on this one. Uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys to, to win. I think the Cowboys have, have a better defense. Um, I think that's going to complement the offense. I think they're going to run the ball a lot and uh, try to minimize turnovers. So I'm going to take the Cowboys for a victory. And um, – I think the Giants are definitely in a raid and in a rebuilding stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and just right now, I think Coughlin is really, really on his last leg. Um, we have Hogan. I want to ask Hogan a question here. Uh, What's up, Hogan? What's up, Hogan? How you doing, buddy? Hogan. Oh, hey, man. Hey, how you doing, man? I, I know you, you couldn't miss the time to tell us how good the Carolina Panthers are. <laughs> so I'm going to let you have the floor here and tell us how hold, good. Hold, hold on we, one we have about hold 10 on. minutes left. Hold on one second there. Hold on one second, Troy. Hey, Hogan, I, I know we lost Thursday night, man, so don't 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 pick at me about my Falcons, you know what I'm saying? Because if they're going to get on me about my Falcons, <laughs> I'm going to hey, I'm hanging up the phone, okay? No, really, no bad for real. Bradley, you, you can't hang up the phone. You got you got to hang in there. So hold on, go ahead, go ahead and give us your victory speech, and uh, then we'll go from there. Go ahead, Hogan. All right. Well, it was a great game. Like it really showed. <laughs> I mean, being Seattle in their own home was really big because they've only lost twice there with Russell Wilson as quarterback. So that was really nice. And that considering they beat us like five times in a row. And then we haven't won off of a bye since 
Cam Newton's never won off of a bye week. So that it got a lot of monkeys off our back. And, yeah, it was great to see. Like, I was at the game, and it was so fun to watch all the 12 men leave. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you was up there giving uh, the 12, 12 men problems. Uh, not really. I wasn't talking too much. I was, it was just kind of nice to finally beat them. You know, now, shit to me. Now, what I want to know is how you how did you feel when it was twenty to seven? When it was twenty to seven, Seattle. I how did you I, feel? I, at that point, I was pretty nervous. Like I was thinking, like, like we we weren't just like doing well on defense either. Like uh, we weren't able to stop Russell Wilson from scrambling all the pocket and making like a forty yard pass, like. Once we were able to stop them, like have a three and out, we got the ball back, boom, 80 yards, stop them again, 80 yards. It was incredible. Like I I wouldn't say we were done, but I was getting very close to that point. Okay. Now, Carolina victory was a good victory, but how much of the victory is due to the decline of the Seattle Seahawks, or do you think it's just the Carolina Panthers being a better football team? Uh, I feel like at this point right now we are better than Seattle. Like, I mean, uh, Seattle, like, I feel like they aren't a 2-4 and four team. They should be higher because every single game that they've lost, they've lost in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. So it's a team that's good. They just can't finish. Exactly. They have, uh, Seattle hasn't been finishing games. Uh, the defense is not not as aggressive as they, they usually be. And the offensive line, to me, is the key. They're not blocking, controlling the, the clock with the run with Marshawn Lynch. And also, uh, Russell is being sacked and pressured almost every passing play. Um, but I'm going to take my hat off to Carolina. And I know you came in late, so you, so you missed my predictions for Carolina and Philly. Now, I took Carolina, but it appeared to Hogan that Carolina is going to run them out the stadium, pack them up, and send them back to Philly for cheesesteaks. And that's exactly what he said. He, he said this game is not even a game. I beg the difference. I think this is going to be a good game. I think Philly got a nice defense. The defense creates turnovers. And if if they can convert some first downs, I think Philly will be okay. They can move the ball up and down the field. And I also mentioned that after a big victory, Carolina seemed to always have a letdown. Uh, they ride high about this victory, but they seem to come back to reality a lot after a big victory. Now, what do you think about Philly and Carolina on Sunday night? Uh, well, it's definitely going to be a hell of a lot different than the last time we played Philadelphia, where we got destroyed and Cam got sacked like nine times in probably one of the ugliest displays I've ever seen by the Panthers. But uh, I feel like Philly does have a good defense, but their offense, like, I mean, outside of Murray, they haven't been doing too much. Like, Sam Bradford's been horrible. Like, I, I watched that game Monday night, and, like, he looked horrible. He had, like... How many interceptions? Three. And he hasn't yeah. it all year. So 
Mm-hmm. I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, their defense may be able to create turnovers, but they won't be able to convert on too many of them because our defense, in my opinion, is better than anything the Giants could put together. And if they could create four turnovers altogether, then how many can we create? <laughs> I want to know. I, I want to know. I want to know if Hogan is on Twitter. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> <Just call Okay. laughs> Bradley, that, that, that's that's a good question. But right now, he's he's celebrating his victory. He's just happy now. We're gonna see how that turn out next week, uh, Hogan. It's gonna it's gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna be a tough game. I think this game is gonna be a tough game. I think on paper. Carolina is the better team and should win, but uh, we'll we'll see how they put it together um, on Thursday night. Uh, Ogan, I want to ask you a question because another question that I didn't get a chance to ask you that I asked Bradley. I'm going to ask you the same question. Who do you think wins between the New York Jets and New England Patriots? I asked go with the Patriots on this one. Like, the Jets have a great defense, but I don't know. I feel like Tom Brady's just out out to get everyone right now. And I feel like the Patriots will, like, they won't win easily. It'll be a hard-fought game, but they'll still just pull it out. Okay. Now, me and Bradley picked the Jets. And I'm going to tell you the reason why I picked the Jets. The Jets have, have a solid running game. Uh, and they have a mistake-free, almost mistake-free offense, uh, a nice passing game. Uh, the defense is pretty good. They can do different things. When you have uh, the Rail Revis and Camardi, and you got the defensive line. Uh, automatically, the, the run won't be a factor in this game. So it'll be all on Brady, getting pressure on Brady and seeing what Darrell and Camardi and the rest of the guys can do. But I just think this is the Jets' time to uh, really step up and put some pressure on New England. Now, New England's undefeated, but New England don't look that great to me. The defense gives up a lot, and it's, it's, the defense is being complimented by the offense. The defense is a bend-don't-break type of defense. But I, I think they're going to give up just too much to the Jets and I think the Jets are going to make some key, key stops. I think this is going to be a pretty good game, but I'm, t- I'm going to take the Jets on this one. I just got that gut feeling that the Jets is going to pull this one out. Hey, guys, our time is up. Next week. Uh, there's one thing I want to bring before we get ready to go out. Hey, Hogan, I know that y'all are a half a game ahead of us, but just watch out. We coming. All right, all right. Well, we do have to face me today. Hey, we're going to see. Next week, we're going to shed some more light on the situation. And I think that uh, NFC East is going to be very interesting now. That NFC South is going to be very interesting because beginning of the season, I had Carolina totally winning that. That's what I thought. It's going to be no competition. Carolina's going to take it all. And now it seems to be very competitive here. New Orleans lurking in the background, and you have uh, Atlanta and Carolina that's probably going to go back and forth for number one. So uh, NFL Week 7, y'all enjoy the games. 
And uh, NFL Week 8, we'll talk about that, 7.30 uh, next Wednesday. And I uh, appreciate the call, guys. Yeah, have a good night. All right. All right.